Something about everything The where, when, what, why of the world And how I see it I question everything Because I'm no genius First things first, um, the app I use on my phone and iPad for recording is called Backpack Studio. Now, this app has a lot of features that are built in that, well, they're built in so you don't, what would you call it? They're built in so you don't really see them at work necessarily at first glance, but you can get into it and it can be very very daunting <laughs> well, not very daunting it's actually pretty easy um it shouldn't take a lot of time to get into it but first thing you see when you open it up you see a um a bunch of empty what look like circles that would be your sound pad so if you tap one of them you get the option to load a sound into it and that's something that you've either previously recorded and have in your iCloud something on local storage or from Dropbox or Google Drive or even a song from your library which is very nice um, if you want to use some some kind of music that you might have that's not copywritten or I mean I, I don't know but it's there and what I've used that for is for any audio clips that I use in my podcast there'll be a sound pad loaded with it so you can just insert that at any point uh, in the middle of a recording which is very nice because it comes through with the same quality that you've recorded it and which is what's native to the phone which is great um well anyway that that's where you would load those and then at the bottom left hand corner of the app there is a it's 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 the mixer that you would use basically it's a virtual soundboard you can adjust the volume of the mic the or i guess the gain of the mic the sounds that are on the sound pad and then the master volume and the master volume is just kind of where you would set it for the export of the podcast of the entire audio file that you've recorded and that's so that you could have what would you call it a, a bit of better control on what the final product's amplitude would be i guess is the word um i, I kind of keep those as standard as possible i think they all start out at 70 and mine are all set to the same general range um, between 70 and 75 um, are all three so that's where i leave mine and then if you go down to the notepad i don't really use this at all because in the middle of recording an episode it doesn't come through as cleanly as something else which would be really a pen and paper or anything really would work better than this in my opinion i don't use it but some other people might find it useful um, just the way it's structured doesn't really work well for my eyes so that's why i don't use it but moving on if you go into the settings tab, which is on the top right hand corner of the app, you'll see where the rest of the settings come through. 
and we can start with the external mic gain. If you turn that down to about 75, any USB mic that you plug in through your um, USB to lightning adapter, it's actually a, I think it's a camera adapter that you can buy directly from Apple for like, I think 19 bucks um, or somewhere between nine and 19 off of eBay or Amazon. But if you get that cable, you can plug in an external mic and you can turn that down to about 75, which is what my snowball works best at. It doesn't pick up so much room noise. Uh, at least I've just recently figured this out. It doesn't pick up as much room noise. So it only picks up who's or the sound that's very close to the mic. So it helps out with the canceling out of unwanted noise. And then you can always boost the sound in post if you want to. Um, next on the list is the mic effects. I guess this is more of a tutorial on how to use the app that I use versus the tools that I use and just a quick rundown of what I use, but there's that. So you have an EQ that takes in your, on, on the mic effects pane, you have an EQ that takes in the audio from the external mic or even the, um, the internal mic from the iPhone. And it does a little bit of, I guess, audio engineering magic to try and make you sound a little better. And there's, there's a bunch of presets and you can create your own if you know how to run an EQ which I don't necessarily. Um, so I just, I, I use mostly the less mud and presence option. There's, there's a bunch, but that's the one I use most of the time because it just sounds best in the environment I currently record in. So there's that. Uh, then you have the noise gate, and this is actually a lifesaver. If you set it just right, you can have, and it's actually got a visualizer on it, which is super handy because it gives you a really good idea of where your unwanted noise gets cut off at so if you set it mine is set currently um at a setting that's not well it's not set up perfectly for the onboard mic of the iphone but when i plug in the um the snowball through the usb it uh it's set at 52 decibels or minus 52 with a ratio of two to one and that's the the cut in and cut out ratio with an attack of what point zero zero ten or yeah, zero zero one of a second, and the release is at 0.5 seconds. And that just, the uh, attack and release, you you set that up for your own talking style and your own podcast style, depending on what the audio treatment of your room is set at already. But that's what works best for me in my mind. Obviously, there's always room to improve, but that's what works best currently. Then there's a live streaming option, but I don't live stream. I could because the way that I record, I don't do much post editing at all. And I don't really go by a um, recording and then cutting and then mixing afterwards. So I could do that, but I don't. So I don't really, I haven't gotten into this. Well, I, I clicked it and you can sign up for a, uh, what is it? Um, Shoutcast or Icecast. You can sign up for something for 10 bucks a month, I think it is. Or maybe it's just a one-time payment of nine nine dollars which is uh oh yeah a one-time purchase and you have to have an ice cast or shoutcast server e either way I, I don't mess with that so i don't know what to go into with that if you get the app you can get into it moving forward there's shortcuts through siri and the keyboard or a midi device and i don't use any of those so i don't really get into that either and it's it's i i really don't use those mostly because the mic that i have has a weird sensitivity level mostly because it's a usb mic and the way that I have it set up, it picks up a lot of room noise. So I'd have to do a lot of post-processing and just going through and making sure I cut out 
unwanted noises of key presses or something because everything that I have just click clacks too much. Um, and the series shortcuts are kind of, meh. I don't really get into those much, um, at least with this app. So moving on, and then you have a sound pad size. This is just a look and feel setting of the app itself. Once you open it, it gives you a easier pressing area of whatever sounds you have preloaded. So any clips you may have, any intro or outro that you want to put in there, it gives you a easier way to tap it. So you don't have to really uh, be very exact with where you're tapping on the screen to input that sound. Then there's the, uh, the dim delayed pads. So that option is there. Let's say that you've, or dim played pad, sorry. If you've tapped a pad and you don't know if you've used that sound already, like let's say you have a laugh track because you want to make a corny joke or something and you've used it already, then you can put that in there or an applause. You know that you've already used that sound and you may or may not want to use it again. It's kind of a, it's actually a useful feature to let you know, like let's say you've played a, uh, you have three similar clips that you've taken from somewhere else on the internet and you're unsure of which order you've played them in and you don't want to play something twice that you can just, you can tell because it's been dimmed out the, the pad that you press on the home screen. It's very, very useful. And the next one is actually one of the most useful. It's the automatic ducking. And that is where, let's say you have a sound pad for like a audio track and you want to have a sound bed. Uh, to speak over. What you'll do is you'll set the ducking style and there's a visualizer for it and how it actually reacts to your voice uh, or any because it, so ducking is where let's say you want to put a uh, sound bed underneath your voice while you're doing your podcast. What you'll do is you'll start talking and you'll push one of those sound pads and those sound pads will play in the background and you'll automatic you'll set those sound pads to a certain volume level that's acceptable to you before you start recording so it's a clean product in the end and this automatic ducking will come into where once you press the mic button because you'll mute yourself or unmute yourself it will automatically turn down the volume of that backing track the sound bed to where it's just the right level to where your voice comes through clearly but there's if you go back to one of my previous podcasts, I don't know which one it was. It might be the Sunday Fun Day special. That's, I think, the first time I used a sound bed. And it worked out pretty well because I used this app for it. It's My my settings are set to a 87% of ducking, an attack of 0.69 seconds, and a release of 0.89 seconds. So it's just it hits just, just slow enough and just fast enough to where... It seems like a smooth transition, like you like you touch the fader yourself, like as if you had a um, a mixer in front of you, where you would be the one to manually turn down a dial or something like that. Next setting is the sound pad fade out. Now this is actually kind of important. So let's say you tapped a sound pad for a song and you want it to fade in or fade out, you want to give it an uh, a certain amount of time to, like if you're using ducking, you want to give it a certain amount of time to fade in. And a certain amount of time to fade out so that way it doesn't sound like it's just slamming in your face and it, it all depends on the specific pad you have and there's they, they thought of that as well i'll explain that later and the rest of these i really haven't touched at all every other setting in here i've left the way it is because it's it's set up perfectly for my podcast but getting back into the sound pad fade out so if you long press one of the sound pads that you've already set up It'll give you an option to get into more detail with that 
soundpad. So you'll have an option to change the title of it to pin it in its current location. So that way, if you're swiping through these multiple soundpad screens, which is a very nice feature, it'll stay in its place. Let's say there's some, like, let's say there's a laugh track that you always want on a specific page or to be available on the page, it'll never swipe away with the pages of soundpads. Then there's uh, to move it. So if you want to move it from its current location to a different one, you can still keep the pin there. And then there's a big circle in the center, which is the same size as a pad, one of the sound pads that you can tap to make sure it plays the sound that you'd like it to play. Uh, and it just gives you a, uh, an idea of what it looks like. Then there's a color picker option. Let's say you have things color coded, one for comedy, like laugh tracks or applauses or just these standard sounds of whoopee cushion sound. I have no idea. An air horn. You can put all those as a decent colored, blue, like a... I guess that's not a royal blue. That's just like a standard blue. Then maybe you'd want to have your clips something really punchy, like a bright red or maybe a pink. You can have those sound pads color-coded, which is nice. Then there's one, two, three, four different options for custom settings for this, for each and every sound pad. One is a loop. I never use it. Unless maybe you have a, um, a sound bed file that is meant to be looped and you're going to have a long podcast. You're not sure exactly how long it's going to be, but your sound bed is only two minutes long and you want to loop it. You can do that. It's very effective in that way. I don't ever use it because I just, I don't even use sound beds anymore. So there's no need for me to use it. But then there's a fade option, which is very useful to have. It fades in and fades out the sound pad and it does it within, I think it's that um, sound pad fade out setting that you have in the other settings you adjust that mine's at two two seconds and or 2.64 seconds which if you're doing an intro or an outro it's not the longest amount of time but it's there then there's an auto rewind that is very important if you have one of these well if you have a clip let's say you have a clip where you're going to be doing some sort of i'll give you an example so on youtube if someone's going to be talking about another video or a song and doing some sort of review over it, and that song is copywritten, you cannot play it in its entirety without uh, stopping in the middle to give some sort of commentary on it, because that would be a violation of uh, copyright law in YouTube's mind, and I think in general. So to make it Creative Commons applicable, or whatever you call it, you have to put a pause in between and then pick up where you left off. If you have the auto rewind button set, then you're just going to be restarting. And let's say you're two minutes in before you say something, it'll restart all the way from the beginning. And there's almost no way on this app to jump back to where you were. So you turn that off, it picks up right where you left off, which is nice. And then the last setting is ducking. Ducking is important for, like I said, an audio bed. But if you have a clip, you don't want to turn that on. You want to leave that off so that way you can come in at any point and and talk over it, which is great, super great. And you'll be at the same audio level. It's Once you get to playing around with it, you'll understand the ins and outs a little bit better. This is kind of just letting you know how I'm doing it. Just give you a rundown. It's a great app. It's solid. And it's free, I think. I don't know. Well, I don't remember now. I think it might be paid. It might be like, uh, it might be paid. I can't remember. Either way, there's a bunch of other options on here that I never get into like the shortcuts and there's one option that says play next pad when finished so if you have a series of clips or you have an audio bed 
that you'd like to be a few different songs instead of looping, then you can just line up a few songs right next to each other and hit play next pad when finished and push one of them and you're good to go. It'll just move on from where you are to the next one and the next one and the next one. And that's essentially it. I mean, there's a uh, a files button up in the top left-hand corner where you can move through all of your recordings and clips and really every recording that you've taken. And if you've labeled them properly, you'll be able to find things within this. It's essentially a database of all the clips you've ever had that you can use in your phone. And this does back up, I believe, to the cloud. So you should have as much storage on here as the cloud will allow. So if you have iCloud Drive and you pay, what, 99 cents a month, you should have 50 gigs. And that's plenty for clips for, well, for um, short clips. For one to two minute clips, you should be able to house like, what, 100 to 300, maybe more clips if you're going to keep them for that long. I don't. Um, essentially, when I'm done with every episode, I delete the ones that I've already used so I don't get them uh, confused with what's coming next. But there's that. And there's a way to, well, I'll, I'll explain now, and I might include in the show notes the a link to the um, clipping shortcut that I have for making audio clips. It's actually very useful for me, and who knows, maybe you guys would find it useful as well. And it's the easiest way to do it without using a jailbroken device. So what you'll do is, let's say you're listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video and you found something either hilarious or fun or something you want to comment on, something that you feel you'd be able to contribute to with anything, any thought you have, all you have to do is go to your settings on your iPhone, go to your control center options, and make sure that you have the screen recording setting in your control center. So if you if you have one of the newer iPhones, you swipe down from the top right hand and you should have your screen recording button. Just push screen record. It'll give you a three second countdown and then press play on whatever you're listening to. When you're done, tap that button again and it'll save that video to your camera roll. Once you get that video in your camera roll and you want to turn it into an audio clip, what you'll do is Tap that video file that you've just taken, the screen recording, and once you get the shortcut that I've made, I'll put it in the show notes, that way you can have it, you'll hit the little share icon, and there'll be a option in there called convert to audio, at least that's what I've named it, you can name it whatever you like, but you tap convert to audio. What that will do is that'll convert your video file into audio, essentially just extract, extract the mp3 file from the video. And it'll ask you if you want to save it to your iCloud Drive anywhere or really anywhere on your phone. Just iCloud Drive comes up. You can save it to a Dropbox or really any cloud storage that is supported through the Apple Files app. And you find a place that you want to save it. Rename it. It'll be a standard RP Replay F and then a bunch of numbers. I think final and a bunch of numbers. Rename it whatever you'd like and hit save. Once you do... It'll ask you if you'd like to delete that video from your phone because it just hogs up storage and there's no need for the video once you have the audio file since it's going to your podcast anyway. And there you go. You'll save it to, now here's one thing I'd like to mention, you'd save it to a folder, let's say it's on your iCloud drive, um, that you remember, that you'll remember. I named mine Backpack since the app is called Backpack Studio and I have a 
separate folder for separate things. So let's say I want an ISO, which is just a short one to two second, maybe three second clip that just sounds hilarious or that proves a point or it's an end of show clip or something like that. You can save it there. If it's a long clip, one you want to talk about, make sure and label it properly and save it to a folder I named mine clips. You can have a folder for music, for really whatever, even show numbers. You can put, like, let's say you're on me, I'm on episode, I think, 47 or 48 of my podcast. I'll have a folder for episode 48, and I'll save the uh, file into that folder. And then, once it's in there, I can go back to my app, tap one of the empty sound pads, hit the cloud storage service that I've saved it to, either iCloud, Dropbox, Google Drive, or on my phone, and find it in that folder. Once you find it in that folder, it loads it into Backpack, the, the app puts it in a sound pad, and you're good to go like instantly. So that's the easiest way to have a mobile podcast that sounds very decent. Because what this app will do, I think the, the icing on the cake with this app is you can it does all the encoding for you. Once you record it and save it, it will encode the audio for you at a very high bit rate to where the audio comes out as clean as humanly possible. There's already a bunch of um, noise reduction built in, normalization built in. Everything is built into the app. It encodes it, excuse me, to any, well, actually, let me go through the audio files just while I'm at it. Let's say, here we go. I have a recording that's two minutes long and I want to share it. So once you go to, here's how you, here's how you share it. Once you're finished recording your file and you've named it, you go into the files button in the top left-hand corner of the app and it'll have it under the recordings tab. I have mine, I didn't really rename this one, it's just named recording two. And once you tap that, you can change the um, album art or the cover art for that specific audio file, which will save, it'll embed it into the MP3 or whatever file that you actually uh, export, which is nice because if you upload it to a third-party service for putting into your podcast, it'll save it, the file itself, with that image. So it's super nice if you want different cover art or even the same. Um, you have the option to give the artist name, the description of the show, and it'll embed that all into the file. What you do at the end, though, is at the bottom, it asks you what format you'd like to save it in. I leave mine at M4A. You can do WAVE, but that's very, very high... Um, amounts of data that's taken super high quality but i don't have time for that <laughs> i i don't have i i don't know i i probably should start saving it as wave i've just saved it as uh, m4a for the longest time but at m4a it asks you and mp3 uh it'll ask you what bit rate you want to save it in i just put it at the highest but i'll start doing it as wave and i always save a stereo basically just because I don't know why I, it shouldn't change for me, but it, I just do. And then it'll ask you what region of the file do you want to export? I put the entire file every time. Let's say that you don't want to save it with that. Like, let's say you started with an intro off one of the sound pads and you don't want that intro to be in there. You want to cut that out. You can manually adjust where you want it to start or cut out and hit export. Now you can export it as a video, which I never do, and I'm unsure how it will save as a video since it's audio only, but I always export as audio. You hit that button, it encodes it, and then you can save it to your files again at in 
in the same file format and save it easy. Now it has a bunch of other options as well. You can export straight to Libsyn, which is a podcast publishing host, which is great, but I don't use Libsyn, so I don't. But if you save it to your files, then I use Anchor because it's free and I'm cheap currently, but I will be upgrading later. If you use Anchor, let me uh, pull that up here. Oh, well, I um, <laughs> I deleted it off my device. Either way, if you use Anchor, you will send that file to the audio file. You'll export it from Backpack to your files, and then it'll be saved there. Once you move to your uh, Anchor app, you're just going to hit uh, Import Audio File. It'll pull up your storage from your phone, whether it's saved to your phone or the cloud. You tap that button, it imports it, and then you give it a title, a description, and a show number, and you're done. It's it's literally that easy, and that's how I record podcasts. Uh, currently, I bought a um, 2008 MacBook Pro for 150 bucks. It's majorly outdated, and I, it's it doesn't run. Like I, I can't update it to any so any version of macOS that supports modern applications, so I'm out of luck there. But I loaded Linux, Ubuntu Linux, on it, which is open source and runs anything and everything, which is great. Um, well, at least anything and everything I need, and it's all up to date, modern, and it runs so fast. I mean, it's got a seven second boot time, which is I mean, it doesn't sound like the fastest because I've seen some, some laptops that have instant wake, you know, which is pretty great. But this is fast, very fast, especially for something back in 2008 running modern software. It's unbelievable. Uh, the only thing that's lacking is battery life, which I could swap out or just leave plugged in and I'll be fine. And my audio drivers are messed up, so I can't hear myself right now. I don't know what I sound like, but that's it. That's that's my whole process of recording and editing a podcast. If there's ever anything that does need to be cut out, I can always load the file into Audacity, do a few quick changes, and then just upload it to Anchor from there. But that's it for now. Now, as far as doing an interview with multiple guests, I'm out of luck right now, at least in a studio. Anchor has an option to record with friends, is what they call it, and it gives you I mean, surprisingly high quality. It's not the best. Obviously, it's never going to be the best. But it's surprisingly high quality audio from just the phone mic, the internal mic of the device that you're using, which surprised me. I mean, it's gonna. I'm going to do another episode with that quality very soon here uh, to compare to the last one I did with Skype quality, which was just complete garbage. So... Slowly but surely, you learn how to make your stuff sound better, and this is just a little bit into the experience of letting people know how to do the best with, essentially on a budget. I mean, 150 bucks isn't something someone has right away to spend on something they're not going to make money off of, because when you start podcasting, you don't make money, unless you already start with a sponsor, which is surprising, but there's that, with a what $50 microphone and that's it you know there's and free tools everywhere else you don't really start with that in mind 
you don't start with professional tools in mind. You just start to start. And this is somewhere where maybe you can start to get a good grasp on it. So I've been talking for about 27 minutes and um, I think this is good. This is good. So I'm going to cut it out and leave it for the next episode. Can my podcast give me five stars?